0: Welcome to The Bitter Jury, your weekly podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the Big Brother 24 season. My name is Daniel Westhoff, and this week we are talking about Michael's HOH and a double a jam-packed double eviction episode. And because of that, we have double the drama to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. Joining me today, first, it's the OG Bitter Juror. Holy crap, I can't say jury today or juror, but it's the OG bitter juror, my friend Charles Matthews. Charles, how are you doing today? Can you say the word jury better than I am? How are you doing <laughs>
1: Let's see. The Bitter Jury. How about, uh, how was that?
0: I, I, I'm saying we need to change the name of this podcast. So I, can't, <laughs> I can't keep saying this. <laughs> Go,
1: but how you no, doing? no. I, I'm excited. Um, it's officially fall, so I've, I've moved on to Bourbon probably for um, the rest of the season unless we get a random hot day. And yeah, much, much, much mucho drama to talk about. And, you know, I'm here for it. So I'm very, very excited
2: bourbon neat or did you
1: pair that with a nice cider for the fall season oh it's neat just a couple of uh ice cubes nice well they're actually not even ice cubes they're just uh blocks so oh there you
0: go yeah well it is bourbon season it's uh bourbon fest in louisville this weekend where uh dalton and i will be so if charles if you want to sneak up from lexington and come say hi Uh, wouldn't be the worst thing but uh, also joining us today as we just mentioned uh, it's the only person on this podcast whose team has been completely eliminated from our fantasy draft it's my friend Dalton Thieneman. Dalton how you doing
2: oh I'm I'm pretty good I'm excited to talk about this past week with you guys because as you've alluded to some crazy things that happened in the house Um, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate that all of my players have been eliminated. Uh, some better than others, but um, I feel like I was the one that took the draft the most seriously. I wrote out my draft. I had my big board. I got all hyped, and then of course I'm the first out. So you know. So
1: are out. you? Ju- so are you just as hype about the audition tape that you now have to submit to? CBS? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Of course, but um, yeah, I let's do
0: it. Don't worry, Dalton. I'll, tra- I'll train you before you go in the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of it. I think the worst part about that fantasy draft is that uh, Gruskin may have the best shot at winning with Turner and Taylor on his team. So, uh, unfortunately, I think I'll be rooting for him to win if uh, Taylor's got a shot at it. But we'll see. Maybe we'll invite him back to be a uh, co-host if he wins the game. So There you go. But, uh, no, let's get right into it. Most of the drama happened in the double eviction, but we have a couple things to, uh, to talk about before that. Uh, the week did start out with a BB classic. Uh, we had a Zingbot uh, segment to open up uh, the episode on Sunday. Uh, I wrote down all the disses. Um, we had Michael has an ugly face. Monty is so boring. Taylor is icy and cold. Terence is a fossil, Alyssa is dead weight and completely useless, Uh, Brittany has crazy eyes and Turner doesn't shower. Uh, Let me start with you, Dalton. Uh, Do you like the tradition of Zingbot? Is it played out? Uh, Were you excited by the segment at all? Where where do you fall on Zingbot nowadays?
2: Yeah, I know uh, you guys talked about this last time as uh, one of the BB classics that could or should get cut or, or suspended for a couple years, if you will. Um, I still get excited about Zingbot, like just the, the concept of Zingbot, I think. But uh, when he came out this time um, and then just the delivery, uh, the Zings, they were garbage. So I am kind of each time that he comes on, I feel like last season wasn't great either. I uh, keep getting closer to. I think Westoff at least brought that up. I think Charles, you agreed last time, uh, but I'm getting a little closer to your guys's corner. I think they may need to shelve uh,
1: the bot at least for a season or two.
2: Yeah, Charles, who do you think got it worse from Zingbot?
0: Was did you have a favorite Zing?
1: Well, are you defining worse as in actually deserved it, or worse as in just most awful?
0: Uh, let's start with. Who actually got the best zing? Like, it was the okay. most true, okay. and, and it was the biggest burn.
1: So the two for me that actually made me laugh out of the entire list yes. were Michael being ugly <laughs> <laughs> and Alyssa. Wait, so you
2: yeah. just, like, ugly because, like, it's true, or just it was so, like, ridiculous that it was, like, it took you by surprise?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I don't feel, feel as if he's an attractive man um you know each week that he wins something i actually write on my notes if i have to watch michael celebrate one more time (laughs) and i actually wrote that again this week of course um and i underlined one more time because it's that serious um but yeah so definitely not a big fan of michael and i really 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 appreciated the Alyssa being like a winter coat in the desert (laughs) useless because as you all and everyone who's listening to us knows, I just am not here for Alyssa on any level. So that, that one actually I loved. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Me Dalton and Dalton's wife, Hannah had a little group chat today talking about Brittany and Alyssa kind of being carried this season. So I think we'd be in agreement there. I thought the zings that kind of fell flat and showed that, you know, The people writing the script here are kind of uh, maybe losing interest or, uh, you know, it's just they're not putting in the same effort they did back in the day. You know, calling Terrence a fossil, it's like, come on, you got nothing else on Terrence. You're going to go with the old joke because he's the only old person. I thought that was really weak. Um, And then I, I actually think the the michael ugly face had more behind it than just being like an actual diss i think production is kind of mad at michael and is taking it out on him a little bit for kind of diverting the 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 way the show was supposed to go and going down this like dramatic racism you know week we had last week i think this is a little payback by you know alison grodner and everyone in production uh, just get a, a quick lick in on michael
1: that's a good point because i wouldn't have thought about that but you know the way that you said that i'm like oh that actually you know ugly doesn't have to just be physical right
0: yeah well and i in, a, in the bb comics i think they did it to britney too but we'll get to that in a minute
2: well um, I, I thought britney's was was dead on every time she gets in the diary room she has those crazy eyes that just like <laughs> light up and i'm like Is she a serial killer or what's going on here? I know she's on your team, but I'm just saying.
1: She is, but did you all, I know we talked about her previously. Um, Did you all look up Ricky Lake yet? Remember how I made that reference saying she reminded me of a 90s game show host? She still has that. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm going to hypnotize you with my eyes. I can see it. I just Googled her. Oh, it's totally Ricky Lake. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to watch the show and it'll make even more sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. fun. Well, that's enough of Zing because I am about done with him uh, going forward. I hope they put him to bed for a few seasons and then when people have kind of forgotten about him, then you bring him back and it'll have a punch again. So, uh, But we see that uh, after Zing, but I've, I don't remember if it was before or after, but this is another Michael HOH week. Uh, he wins HOH. He targets Alyssa and Terrence. Um, you know, it, he's this is his third HOH. He got Daniel out of the house, decent target, um, uh, but was kind of like the obvious house target. So he wasn't really going out on the limb or making a huge move, but it was a good move. And then his next, uh, you know, the next person he evicted on his HOA train was Jasmine. That's not a very big target. And now he's going after Alyssa and Terrence. So, Charles, should Michael have tried to make a bigger move this week? Because we saw Brittany really push him to go after a Monty or a Turner. But Michael was kind of set in his ways and had a plan, and he was going after Terrence, or, uh, really Terrence and Alyssa as the backup plan. Um, was that a mistake? I mean, we see now in retrospect – since he is the evictee on the double eviction. Obviously, mistake in that light. But if you are going into the week without knowing that knowledge, do you think this could have been a good move uh, had things played differently in the double?
1: Yeah, this is one of those situations for me, and I think we've had a couple uh, this season. And you know, just talking about Big Brother and past seasons, you all know that I hate when someone I don't like gets someone that I like out of the house and this is kind of one of those tough situations so it's hard for me to look at Michael like not making a good decision because I didn't want him to be responsible for getting out Turner or Monty however <laughs> from a game perspective he 100% should have targeted one of them you know I, the promise that he made to Turner, um, I guess I kind of understand it, but I don't know where he all of a sudden decided that he just, you know, really needed to hold to his integrity and to his word, you know, after all the other drama that went on, you know, the, the previous week. I, I think he fucked up, you know, he, he had an opportunity to save not necessarily say, but he had an opportunity to potentially save himself and Brittany another week. And we see where him not doing that kind of got him in trouble.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dalton, I, I have a theory and tell me if, if I'm onto something here, but I think the reason that Michael couldn't make a move this week or, or forced or put himself in a place where he couldn't make a move. I think it's guilt for stirring up all the drama with Kyle last week You know, if you look at it from a 30,000-foot view, it really did look like a game move. You know, he used it in a place that was – it was used in a way to target Kyle and get him out of the game on a week where his ally was HOH. If you take out all of the drama and the emotions of everything from last week – and you just look at how it played out, you would say, hey, look, Michael made a great game move. He dropped information, and he got someone who was targeting him and his allies to put up their ally, and and everyone voted them out. It's a great move if you just take it out of context. But when you put the context back in, I think Michael, before he made that move, didn't think enough moves down the road. And so then when he made his promise to Turner, saying, look, if you decide to go this route... And I won't put you up if I become HOH, you know, it's easy to promise that when you have a one in six chance of winning HOH. Um, But then when it comes time and you are the HOH and you're looking at your options and it's Terrence, Alyssa, or you can go after Turner who literally just tried to backdoor you. um, I think that he had to kind of save face and be like, I promise it wasn't a game move. I actually wanted you to do the right thing. And therefore I won't target Turner because my morals are in such a way like I think he had like I think he brought that into the game and then just couldn't back out of it without looking kind of sleazy or or just looking bad to America to immediately backstab Turner after that drama. Am I on to something or am I overthinking it?
2: I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but I think that's pretty spot on. Um, he never verbalized that in the diary room, at least uh, from what they showed on. Yeah, the it's all a theory. It's
0: just a theory I've got.
2: But um, no, I mean, I I would love to hear. Um, I know Michael's kind of been making the rounds this week was on Derek and Cody's uh, podcast, the Winter circle. And I'm sure he's going to be all over the place, too. Uh, But would love to see if that theory materializes and if he ever admits that, because I think there's definitely some truth to that. The only only counter what I would push back on is when he obviously dominated the game physically from a a comp standpoint. Um, I think even you alluded to last week, um, you know, if you were to make the perfect big brother player in the laboratory, he would like check most, if not all of the boxes Um, but I think if you look back on his HOH range, just like you were talking about before, um, he didn't really go after big fish. He kind of went for the easy move, what the house wanted. Um, so I think he was kind of maybe overthinking and trying to, you know, walk a, a delicate balance, um, about dominating physically, winning the comps, but maybe keeping a lower target on his back, um. Theoretically, if he just went with what the house wanted. So um I think, you know, he may have had some guilt, like you mentioned. That theory may be true, but I don't think he was trying to, you know, shake thing things up like in any of his HOHs. So
0: it just makes no logical sense to me if your your path in the game is that like and he admits it, like I won enough competitions. The only way I was gonna win this game is to win out. Like at a certain point. Everyone's going to shoot at you every chance they got when you win nine competitions and could have won more because you threw a couple. Uh, If that's going to be your path in the game, then the, the way you make that path easier is to eliminate other competition threats. And he chose with his, he had three shots to take and two of them. He took out Terrence and he took out Jasmine. It's just like that, like That doesn't make game strategy sense if your game is competition beast. So that's why I think there had to be other things in his head that played into it. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get the opportunity to interview him one day because we know Dalton will be in his DMs as soon as he gets out of that
2: jury. So I've already (laughs) sent it because he's already doing interviews. So yeah, I've already sent it. Oh, he is. (laughs) Yeah. No,
0: when you're in the jury, there's a small list of. Uh, oh, okay. People, yeah. And they get to submit questions. Yeah, pre-recorded questions. You don't get to actually have a conversation with them until after. Oh, okay, so,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but um, so, ja- uh, not Jasmine. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, so Terrence and Alyssa are on the block. We get to the veto competition. Um, little quirk thrown into the, or just a wrench thrown into the uh, gameplay this week. Uh, Terrence had player's option in the veto draw he chooses taylor over turner who's been his boy you know the most of the game and taylor who has been like his number one enemy um i still didn't fully flesh out what that was all about charles did you see what the strategy was behind that i think he was just trying to get And good with the other side of the house i i never know what terrence he like he's like a strategist without any strategy he thinks he's hot shit but then when you ask him the details he's like oh i didn't think of that
1: yeah no one of my notes from this week was listening to terrence game is miserable (laughs) um so yeah i i get confused when terrence talks But what I picked up and correct me if I'm wrong or there was something else kind of going on on the live feeds is that he was just salty over how other shit shook down. And it was like a stab of, oh, well, I'm not going to pick u Turner, because I have the chance to, like, be salty and make it seem like I'm doing something badass in the game. That's the only thing that that I took from that.
0: I think you're right. I remember he was upset that Michael said, the reason I'm putting you on the block is because there were plans last week that you were part of to backdoor me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, but I wasn't HOH, Turner was. So I think.
1: And that is it because, not to cut you off, but his words were something along the lines of, I'm taking the blame for something Turner did. So I'm not going to pick him now for the veto. <laughs> yeah. And like, just so stupid. Like, what are it you was talking about?
0: So and for people who don't know the mechanics and how like the week plays out, the like nomin nominations happen. Let me do the math real quick. Nominations happen Friday afternoon. Veto draw happens Saturday morning, and so you're less than twelve hours removed from just being put on the block, being told it's because of partake with what Turner has, still fresh in his mind, that totally makes sense and checks out. So
2: one one thing I did want to say, like Turner has been so slick throughout this game and has really positioned himself well. But uh, it was such a dumb move by Terrence when he picked Taylor. He literally couldn't even hold in his expression. And it, you saw it on his oh, face. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I thought well, that was hilarious. I forgot to even bring
0: that up. Uh, another thing like that. Uh, what about Terrence laughing during the uh, nomination ceremony? Just being just like couldn't even like hold it in <laughs> for the ceremony. It was just like this. Is
1: it bullshit. was kind of <laughs> awkward.
0: Yeah, and Michael yeah. didn't know like he like had to half stop his Alyssa portion <laughs> and be like, "Are you are you were you gonna say something?" Terrence said, like, "Nah, <laughs> screw you."
1: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of awkward yeah, I Terrence... mean, yeah,
0: they're they're like sixty days in. They haven't talked to any people in the outside world. It's just these five, six people who you're in the house with left. I'm sure they're so sick of each other. Like, oh
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> I've I've lived with Dalton for years. I <laughs> I know what the the pent up. uh frustration looks like <laughs> i love that. that's for uh that's for bb after dark though um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly all right but we get to the veto competition it's a classic it's bb comics um there were 15 comics so i'm not going to run through them all uh dalton did you have any favorite comics uh you know I don't know why, I had struggle, why I'm struggling phrasing that. Were there any comics of the players in the game that you found were uh, your favorites, were funny, or were just like flat, like some of the from uh, some of the zings?
2: Yeah, I well, first and foremost, I love this competition. I think it's like super tough. It's a you know good hybrid of uh, physical and mental. Um, So I always look forward to this comp. And I have a couple things to get to, but I'll I'll save most of them uh, for after because you'll probably get us there. But um, I thought they did our our boy pooch uh, pretty bad with that comic. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious.
0: um he he got to keep his name it was the pooch crime is about to get boned
2: (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) which yeah I thought that was hilarious the the whatever was hilarious but um I also I mean I didn't really would I wouldn't have pointed this out unless Alyssa would have made it another ridiculous comment but she's like I don't love shopping but I do like I do I don't even know what she said.
1: Tries to take something from me. I'm going It was fucking stupid. <laughs> it was like
2: what? Like if someone if someone is robbing me, like I can just hold what? my ground. It's like wait, what? Like her comic insane. had nothing. Her
0: comic had nothing to do with her. Like I, they literally had nothing for Alyssa. Sort of like, she's a blonde. She probably shops at a mall. So hers. Was,
1: she's useless.
0: She was mallissa She shops till crime drops.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so funny
2: um but yeah those two are the ones that uh stood out at first glance yeah charles which one stood out to you
1: now you know one thing i i do agree with dalton i love this comp i think it's probably the toughest you know again we've been referencing big brother canada this year and how those things have how their competitions were way 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 tougher than what bb america goes through and this was it's just one. You can tell that they're tired. They're having to constantly run and think and they're sweating and truthfully <laughs> this is kind of bad, but watching <laughs> Brittany and Terrence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's exactly what I was just about to bring up. I was so <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> it,
1: was, it was not only the fall, but the the <laughs> delayed roll. <laughs> <laughs> And angst that it took them to get off of the the floaty or or whatever. Anyway,
2: yeah. Um, well, I don't know which one was more cringy, and it was like I was like embarrassed <laughs> for them. Like Terrence or Brittany, Brittany for the falls. Terrence, the first three times across wasn't even looking over. You know? <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, like, was dude, pretty you're bad. You're supposed to be looking,
1: checking those out. Do do? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, I didn't write down names of them, but yes, I actually uh, tagged Pooch because he had posted on Insta, and I was like, bro, why the fuck did they do this to you? Um, So we had a little (laughs) bit of back and forth, so that one stood out. Um, I don't know, and you guys can correct me, because I don't remember in any recent history, do they always, when they're talking in the DR, like put their comic book selves up in that little animation.
2: I don't think I've ever uh, seen that happen. Yeah. Before. I thought, yeah, that was pretty
1: cool. I well, didn't see did it. That? It's a, I'm the opposite. I thought it was annoying I, as fuck.
2: I didn't
0: watch the competition as that closely. Cause I, if I already know the result, I kind of just like
1: fast forward. Oh. It sometimes. So
0: it's the downside of being a live feeder is <laughs> You don't enjoy the episodes half as much,
1: <laughs> but I think that it, it reminded me of that stupid, acid trip comp where it had the animations and they were all like, oh. Yeah. It was so it crazy. was overkill for sure. It yeah. Was so yeah. But well, I can say
0: the that there's so, so little amount is happening in the house because it's so boring. Like they, this week was basically set in stone. They like needed to stretch this competition out to like 25 yeah. minutes of the show. So.
1: I guess. But I did, I did not like Terrence's, his, what was his, dj frost
0: dj snow, his, snow no. I, uh, where, why can't i find it here dj snow time his beats are super chill that's
1: yeah it. that just I that's was just like the it. fossil
0: it's like okay yeah, we'll take I the know. obvious thing about you and we'll just make a pun about it
1: and then uh, I feel as if he more so than anyone just latched on to it. Oh, he rocked he had, with it for the Oh, rest of he that. just kept going. Yeah, DJ Snowtime is gonna freeze some fools out here today. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, it was awful. Yeah.
0: Um. So the two I liked, Pataylor Chip, I thought that was mm. good. One, one bite and she's ready to fight. Uh, and I liked the Count of Monte Twisto, not because it was like that. Good of a name. I just like the reference to Count of Monte Cristo. So no <laughs> fists, just twists. Um, I the four I thought were the worst. Melissa, she shops till she drops. We already talked about that one. Uh, Turner, rug of war. He's tucked his nails. <laughs> Fine, but his picture on the comic was like I, a Michael face, I guess, an ugly face. <laughs> like it was rough. And he was upset about the way he was portrayed
2: as well. He he was like, what the hell is this? You know, he kind of looks like, like, if you watch Always Sunny, like, they always say Charlie Kelly's the king of the rats. Like, he kind of looked like like a rat king. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It just looked, yeah, he looked tired and
0: sad or I don't know. (laughs) He's dirty. He's like, uh, what's that from Always Sunny? I'm too too tired for this. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. the other two, uh, Joseph's, like just they just did no thinking. His was shredded, kicking ass in his cardio. Like, yeah. put a little thought into it. Like, did you put the intern on this one? And then Amira's. Was there anything alcohol related with her in the house ever?
2: That's what I was gonna ask you. I had that written down right here. I, hers is I literally
0: Abira, seven percent alcohol, 93% ass kicker. She wasn't even the house she wasn't even in the house long enough to like have an alcohol delivery, I don't think.
2: Yeah. I don't remember one clip of her drinking, so I have no idea.
0: Yeah, like the only night was like when Taylor and Alyssa were drunk talking about like wanting to hook up with daniel and kyle but i don't think amira was partaking in that so um i will then, say just
2: real quick uh, keep going off on tangents like i always do i'm sorry guest.
1: <laughs> that's what you're here i for. love it i love it
2: no so i um amira, well no no so just talking about amira and like this what alcohol joke i feel like this season in particular they have showed the house guests drinking or at least having it in the background more than the last five seasons combined and i know they've like Sundays or whatever they get a a certain allotment but they typically don't show it on the ship
0: no it's actually been a thing and like it's a thing I've noticed it's not like something that like Taryn or anyone on like those podcasts have called out but like I actually Taryn has mentioned it but I think it's because this season has been a little more boring like it was really good in the beginning but the stages we've been in the last like three or four weeks have the The target's been set early, and then the rest of the week, like not a lot's happening. It's like Kyle and Alyssa in one room, and you know Taylor on her own in another room. And so they've actually delivered alcohol more often than most seasons. Like it's like twice a week they're getting like a, a thing of alcohol, to, just to kind of spice it up and make good TV. So you're really? you're you're, you're onto something, Dalton. Oh, interesting. Um, I thought though that there were two really good comics. Uh, the first one was. Like if you just read it at a glance, you probably went over your head. Brit flea, the head itch <laughs> is the head itch in charge, and I have to give credit to Terrence. Terrence is the one who spotted it and then told Taylor about it later. And then Taylor was like, "Holy shit! I just like you're totally right." What does a flea do? It attaches itself to a much uh, larger animal and then leeches off of it for the rest oh of the my, time. Yeah. So yeah. they're basically calling. Brittany a flea on Michael to his game. So that's where I was saying they called Michael ugly. They called Britney uh, basically uh, a, a flea or a, a a parasite. So I think they're they're getting a little revenge on those two for last week. Uh, the other good one I thought uh, reptile crimes about to suffer reptile dysfunction, uh, <laughs> which
2: I didn't see that one. I missed that one.
0: He, uh, That's pretty good. If you've been on BB Twitter at all, you know that the number one trending topic about Kyle is that uh, his sexual encounters last 10 seconds or less. So <laughs> I think that is what they're referring to there. So I thought it was, uh, it was decent overall. I, I do think it's one of their better competitions.
1: <laughs> well, Don't w- still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm trying to transition I, us I, out I of here. So no, I just I missed it during the show, so that was the first time I was hearing it. So it was pretty good. Oh, I thought we talked about that already, but yeah, no, no. I thought that was their best one, and,
0: and they really could have lingered on it and you know wink winked a little more. But I think Kyle got it. I think he's got enough grief. And speaking of Kyle grief, let's get to this jury segment because um, now we're going to get to the double eviction episode where everything really went down. Um, gonna start with the jury segment i'm not gonna lie i watched the first half cringed so much that i had to fast forward through and then i tried to watch it again tonight i just was like do i really need to relive the trauma of last week again um but you know it was fascinating to see because in a jury segment big brother production has full control like they Everything in a jury segment is either scripted or, like, if they didn't like it first take, they can redo it because no one's live in the game anymore. They can do whatever they want to film that segment. So it was really fascinating to see what they would do with Kyle entering the jury house, how they would portray it, what they would show, and how the other house guests would react. Um, Charles, what did you think of the segment?
1: Uh, I, I I thought it was – awkward um you know i i don't think i expected it to not be but i i don't know i'm kind of happy that they reacted the way that they did in a sense um i was not expecting indy to just kind of completely walk off the couch and say i'm not doing this no more and i'm done and i need a break." but no, I mean, I, obviously, you know, regardless of what one thinks of Kyle, you know, and I'm so grateful that even Jasmine and Joseph, you know, kind of right out of the gate, kind of mimicked Taylor's words and Monty's words, even though they weren't in the house to hear those conversations and just saying, like, I'm not going to come at you with hate. You know, obviously, this is really uncomfortable and we hate that you thought this way. Um, But I just think it it really shows their character, regardless of what you think of Jasmine or not, Daniel. Um, You know, it it was just really cool to see them speak their truth and kind of where they're coming from. But also, you know, be honest in how they are now, you know, approaching Kyle, you know, in in those things moving forward. I, I did see and I didn't read through the article, so I don't know if either of you did that evidently Julie was really surprised at how they reacted to him coming in. Um, I should probably go read that too. But did either of you see that? No, I missed that. Yeah. Uh, There was an article that said Julie Chin shocked at how jury replied to Kyle's entry or. She
0: she never, she's always a little aloof of what's actually happening. (laughs) She's like, you know, there's live feeders, there's people who watch the show. And then there's Julie who like watches Thursday episodes only. (laughs) So, um, no, my takeaway from it, you know, we saw – we got to see in the house like this – you know, the six stages of grief, you know, like the sadness, the anger, the resolution, the crying. like, And you got to see like the full evolution of it um, and I thought that was way more helpful versus when you get this jury segment, it, it felt a little inauthentic because it's like – one, I'm not sure how much I believe that they weren't prepped ahead of time for what was coming. So half the time I'm I'm trying to see, like, is this your authentic reaction or is this your, okay, I'm prepared to act like I'm first time hearing it, but I already have emotions. Because to me, like, if you're coming in completely blind and then Kyle starts to reveal this, they get, like – they go from zero to one hundred, and again, it's 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 edited. So maybe there was an hour of buildup, and then they cut out that hour and just got to the the heated portion. But like in the house, when you're watching it, you know, you first see them be like, "Are you sure that that's what he meant?" And then it's like, oh, "Okay." Then it they it starts to dawn on them slowly and build up, and then like you see the anger that they got to after five minutes of the jury segment happen like day three or four of like inside the house. And so I just felt a little turned off by, like, the instant, like, in-your-face reaction, which was good reality television, but not what, like, I was, I wanted to see a bigger evolution of emotions and bigger conversation rather than just, like, ah, we all hate Kyle. Like, let's throw it at your face. And then after all that, like, but it's fine. We're going to hug you real quick, and then let's get back to the show. Like, it felt a very quick, uh, Dalton, how'd you feel about the segment?
2: Well, I first have to say, because I, it's just coming out of me. Um, you have conspiracy theories too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he does. He totally does. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, um, I, 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 guess, you know, you're the producer, you know, by trade, you, you know, the editing nature you're, you're watching, um, you know, the shows with a different eye than, uh, most people walking around and watching, but, um, I, I felt that way a little bit too, like it was almost um, too dramatic and too like perfect for a reality TV moment. Um, but I mean, it may be the case that um, you know they f- maybe you know it was an hour, two hours, and they had to fit it into seven minute whatever uh, for the show. Um, but it did it, it did not seem authentic if you looked around. Like at one point, like I think it was like. 15 20 seconds into the story joseph like is like all the his jaw is on the floor and he's like what the hell are you fucking kidding me and he doesn't even have the full story at that point yet so (laughs) i think it may be an, an, an editing you know mishap or whatever but um it did seem a little enhanced i guess
0: yeah and don't get me wrong like those emotions are appropriate for, for sure for the yeah.
2: conversation it
0: was just like it, it seemed mistimed or just like out of place for like where we were with the storytelling from Kyle so i also think like there's some fatigue of last week where like going into the segment i was like oh my god i'm not ready to do this again and then it's just like oh we're just going to get right back into it very quickly there so But'm I'm, gl- I'm glad we got through it I'm glad they do show us those segments though because I like I had been wondering how were they gonna handle this and how did it go down in the house and so um, yeah colors. I think that was like
2: such an anticipated moment I was kind of like Charles um, like I knew that that was gonna be an awkward moment and I knew that it was gonna be a big deal you know whenever Kyle got ultimately got to the jury house so um, I mean I, I was expecting you know some fireworks but yeah. Yeah, so, um,
0: <clears throat> but after the jury segment, we uh, get to the eviction. We see, you know, on the live feeds, there was a lot of anticipation of Terrence's speech. You know, he was practicing it all week. He was kind of telling the cameras, like, he was telling the cameras that he was going to throw Taylor under the bus. He was going to call out Michael. It was going to be this, you know, this big show. So I was really excited to see Terrence's speech. Fell a little, fell a little flat to me. He did call out Michael. It, um, he didn't do it directly. He kind of just, like, alluded to it didn't say anything about taylor nor do i think he had anything he should have said about taylor but he wanted to um in the end he was evicted uh gave no hugs on his way out the door and um yeah in his interview with julie he kind of played up that he was more strategic than he came off in the game uh dalton put a bow on the uh, terrence's season for us what do you think of his eviction and overall uh now that he's out of the game what are your thoughts on him
2: well, um, you know, he was on my team, so I'm a little more biased than you guys. Um, I thought he, you know, not to bring it up again, but he played the old guy card, you know, better than most guys that would come in at that age, I think. Um, so, I mean, I thought he was hilarious. I thought he had his moments. Um, I thought Dire Fest, you know, he took advantage of, of that HOH and honestly won that HOH, even though it was technically second with the twist. Um, so, I mean, I thought he had a successful season and I have to mention that his exit, uh, outfit was awesome. He, uh, he had the fedora, which was on brand. He had that silky funky shirt too, uh, which I thought that was hilarious. So I also have a follow-up question for you guys about Terrence. What, what do you think his post big brother life looks like as like celebrity t- reality TV show star Terrence? driving a bus and
0: DJing on the weekend. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say for me for me it doesn't change because I feel as if he already thinks that he's a big celebrity in his hometown and in everything that he does. So, if anything, the only thing that changes is the fact that he's maybe going to have a new Instagram filter and is going to have a picture of himself on his bus. Like I don't I don't know. Again, for me, Terrence is just so kind of oblivious to everything. And obviously, you know, we're just seeing what we're seeing in the big brother house, but he does come off as just in his world. I can pick here's, here's what I pictured while watching DJ showtime. If I show up to a party in Atlanta or wherever the fuck he's from Chicago and Chicago. Yeah. You know, I'm really fucked up now. (laughs) Um, If I show up to a party and I see that he's there, I instantly can see myself rolling my eyes and not having a good time because he comes off as this... Oh, yeah, I'm going to get the mood going because DJ Showtime knows exactly how to spin the ones and twos. And we know what you want to hear. And I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up and just play my song or get out of (laughs) here. So I feel as if he's just going to be worse now that he's made it this far in the house. Because it's going to be, oh, man, don't you remember me when I was in the jury? Yeah, (laughs) I'm out. I'm
0: out. I mean, are there are there Terrence fans out there? I'm not even sure he'll get a huge following after. Like, I follow Cliff still on Instagram from uh, BB21, but uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not planning on following Terrence when he gets out of the house.
2: Nope. <laughs> so you're saying that he's not going to have a DJ Poly D S career after this? No. Okay. All right. Well, I tried. Shout uh, out DJ Showtime.
0: I, I did think it was very telling, though. You know, he spent the whole week being like. I can't believe Michael and Brittany hid that information from us. Like, uh, it wasn't right. They should have told us about the Kyle stuff ahead of time. Really putting the emphasis on having them getting their comeuppance. Um, In his speech, he alluded to Michael, uh, you know, uh, he alluded to him going and poisoning the jury, uh, talking bad about him. But then when Julie throws the question at him, who do you want to see come out of the house next? He he says Taylor. It's just so obvious he had – he just had a weird fixation on wanting to get Taylor out of the house all season, as did a lot of players.
1: Well, um, I mean, you got to think his intro or his exit rather was owed to his boy, Daniel. And guess who his boy, Daniel, hated Taylor. Yeah. So it's like whatever,
0: whatever Daniel did to Terrence. I liked Terrence until like that week. <laughs> Nicole got evicted. Terrence became Daniel's number two. And then it was just, like, who is this new guy that's just, like, super, super anti-Taylor in, like, weird ways, like, talking about, oh, how big is Michigan? Because if she's Miss Michigan, it must be, like, five people there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, <laughs> he said that? Yeah, he said that.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wow. hey,
0: and that crazy. was weeks ago. And then he's just like, oh, I can't believe Taylor's getting me out of the house. It's like, dude you are you are number your number one target was Taylor the whole season like you should not be surprised so uh Taylor'll just keep eating her potato chips and keep moving along in the game so <laughs> um but Terrence gets evicted and now it's time for the double eviction um i i liked the uh, hoh competition you know sometimes with those uh when you get the panel of questions uh, sometimes it's either super random and like, no idea, like no one has a chance. It's just going to be who guesses the best. Sometimes, uh, it's super easy questions. I thought this one was, you know, kind of in a sweet spot. If you had a very good visual memory, you had a better chance than others, but it was still hard enough that it kind of made an even playing field, uh, going into the competition, Dalton, who are you hoping would win HOH?
1: Um,
2: I was hoping that Taylor would win HOH, just to kind of flip the script a little bit. But I knew um, that um, Turner had a shot. I just think, you know, outside of Michael, he's he's displayed it time and time again that if he needs to come up with an HOH, uh, he does so. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I love that when it came down to the final question – Everybody had a chance, other than Alyssa. Um, no surprise there. <laughs> but uh, you know, if if Taylor got the last question right, Turner gets it wrong. You know, it'd be a tie, and they get right. a playoff. So, like, every I think Brittany was in that same spot too. And then Monty and Turner tied. Like, they all had a chance there at the end. It made it really good television. Uh, Charles, were you rooting for a Taylor win, or did you have someone else in mind?
1: No, no Taylor. But I, I would have liked to have seen Monty take take the HOH for sure yeah
0: but in the end it was Turner uh, Turner puts up Alyssa and Brittany and it was kind of obvious uh, I didn't watch the live feeds that closer this week but just from BB Twitter it seemed like once it was Turner it was basically Michael wins the veto or he goes home which is crazy because at this point in the game uh, I didn't mean we didn't mention it during uh, Michael's HOH week which we should have um, the him winning the HOH and the veto competition put, officially puts him as the most veto wins of all time he surpasses Janelle she had five Michael now has six and total competition wins he's now tied with Janelle uh, they both had nine Janelle mm-hmm. had five vetoes four HOH's uh, Michael had six and three uh, and the even more fascinating part is their win percentage was the exact same. So they participated in the same number of competitions and won the same amount. And so, um, when we get to this veto competition, even though Michael's not on the block, this is do or die. He's either going to break Janelle's wet record, become the best competition threat of all time, or he's going to go home. Um, when you saw it was this rope competition, you know, untangling, uh, Charles, did you think this was good for Michael or did you think he was in trouble?
1: I thought it was good for him just because he he has performed well physically as well. In addition to the mental cops However, I did think because he's so tall and lanky and uncoordinated that it would kind of, you know, prohibit him a little bit. Um, I actually really liked this comp overall. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see people that thought that they had enough give and would go run and get pulled back all of a sudden. Um, but no, it was it was good. Again, you know, truthfully I didn't want Michael to win so I kind of sat with my fingernails in my mouth. And I think I actually took a shot at one point, not because of the show, but um, I definitely increased my alcohol intake while watching that veto competition and was cheering for pretty much anyone but Michael. Um, I knew Brittany wasn't going to win. Uh, yeah, she's, yeah. D- Again, just picture her falling off the dam you get back the comics. Um, sorry, Brittany, you're on my team, and I do still kind of like you, I guess, but yeah you're not you're not gonna win anything physical. Uh, so I, I'm, well okay. I'm not
0: sure if I'm not sure if you uh, you guys saw this and I, I never saw it. I, I should have gone back and looked closer. I was just like trying to do a quick watch before we got hopped on here. Apparently, Michael's belt broke during the competition. Did you guys notice that? And it really hindered like people on Twitter, people on podcasts have been saying like if it hadn't broke, he had a really good chance uh, against Michael, but it slowed him down in the second half.
2: Huh. I didn't notice that whenever I watched the episode, but I saw that going around on social media. That I mean, that sounds—I don't know about the, you. Did you saw it, right? What's up? No,
0: I didn't. But I—I I think what happened was like it kind of ha like he had to kind of hold it together while still yeah. untangling it. And so, if you can't have two hands constantly untangling, it's really going
1: to slow you down. Oh, and see I saw him holding that, but I thought it was part of his strategy to keep it kind of tight as yeah, he was going I, through. I did too,
0: but apparently that's because it was broken. So Okay. Um but he uh he loses. Monty wins it might be Monty's first win of the season. Uh did he have any others off the yeah. top of your all's head? He had an HOH. He did.
1: Mm-hmm. Bueller? i will i'll get us an answer by the end i I feel as if he did but i can't remember now uh, i'll go look it up but uh
0: the real question i want to ask you dalton and if hannah is around there somewhere you can ask her too uh they he and janelle in this in uh, he ends the season tied with janelle who's the better big brother player janelle or michael
2: oh um i think it's just so impossible if you say
1: michael i'm gonna log off right
2: now no i will say you know very genuinely it's even with the tie uh number of comps and and beating her veto record uh i think it's so hard to beat janelle as like an all-timer with big brother because she's such a legend in more ways than one um You know, you can't just throw comps or her personality or the, you know, outrageous moments or, you know, her taking down everybody uh, when she was against or, you know, on the ropes. Um, So it's just it's so tough to live up to that standard. Um, That being said, and you guys may hate me for this, whatever, but I'm generally upset that Michael lost. I, you know, I think he is one of the best big brother players of all time. Uh, You know, I know he overplayed and, and, you know, should have kind of scaled back. Uh, especially in some of those vetoes that he didn't have to win, but he just couldn't help himself uh, from winning comps. But um, I don't know. I just think, you know, as we talked about Westoff, uh, I think, you know, John DeMott, the creator of Big Brother, if you were to go in a lab, uh, Michael's, you know, close to checking every one of those boxes. Um, but nowhere and in, nowhere in hell is he close to beating Jim.
1: <laughs> well, and I, you know, I'll hop in real quick too. In thinking about that question, and it's interesting because I, you know, just thinking about some of the things that we've said since we've been on here as well over the past weeks, Michael, regardless of what I thought or think of him or not, you know, you all on multiple occasions have commented, especially at the beginning of the season on just, oh my gosh, this guy has so much potential and he's gonna make all these right decisions and he's gonna do this. And again, obviously it's us, you know, looking at someone who's in the house and we're not experiencing that. But again, these past several weeks, it's like you haven't really made these big moves and these big plays that you let yourself out to be where again he pretty much had to win because nothing else was clicking for him and so again for me that's why that question is a no-brainer because i mean janelle is queen janelle like i mean she had it all and michael has yes a large amount of comp wins but strategy eh, he was truthfully kind of lacking at the end of the day
0: yeah um I honestly don't remember Janelle's season very well, so I can't even make a comment. I'll just go with her because it's what everyone else will obviously say. Um, I do think it is a stain on Michael's uh, gameplay that he went the route of Comp Beast. And and as we said earlier in this pod, or as I said earlier in this pod, if you're going to take that route, he didn't make it the easiest path on that route by not taking out other strong players. There was a point in the game, you know, week 5, week 6, you know, second or third week of the leftovers where he was really in a sweet spot. He was trying to set it up so there'd be a war between Monty, Joseph and Taylor and Kyle and Alyssa and that would have been like the perfect spot where he could have laid low, not one more comps, but he just kept winning. And if you're going to keep winning, then that's just what you got to do for the rest of the game. And he couldn't win enough. And so he gets put on the block. um, And, and what I think will go down as like, maybe not a legendary move, but something that'll be talked about for a while was his speech
1: for Brittany. (laughs) Seriously.
0: (laughs) I mean, Brittany gets up and her speech is very like vanilla. I want to be in this house. (laughs) <laughs> sorry. I, sorry. Just, sorry. Oh. Are you just uh, reliving the moment in your head? I love it.
1: Well, I'm not only like and not to cut you off, but I'm reliving <laughs> yeah. the moment, but I'm also reliving like them coming back from break and just listening. Well, and just listening to Michael go off on Turner too, as they like came out of break and Michael's just, well, we're both LGBTQ and I can't believe you would do this to me. And you said that you wouldn't do this to me. And
0: I will say Turner did make a promise that he wouldn't take out an LGBTQ person. So Michael was taking everything he could, which I think is the, is a great move. And especially in a double eviction where, you have like five, six minutes to come up with a pitch that could maybe sway someone. And it's, it's, it never works. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen when the whole house is ready to get someone else, that pitch you give changes their minds. Like I, I unless it's pre-planned, like it's a, it's a, a house flip and they fake it. I've never seen one of those speeches actually work. Um, what? Well, and my, I just
2: so emotional too. Like,
0: Yeah. And like, I mean, if you think of like Brett from season 21, he would always give these speeches and then it would work, but that's because they pre-planned it to work. And so good on Michael to take what was like very little time. And then he hit all the points. I think I wrote it down here. Um, He pitched. Yeah. So first he pitched when we came back from break, he brought up the LGBTQ thing with Turner. Um, Then, which doesn't even really matter because Turner wasn't voting. Uh, but then in his speech, he pitches to Taylor and Alyssa and says, Hey, look, Monty and Turner are going to get the credit for this move. Like, if you take me out right now, you're not helping your game. You're putting something on the resume of them. So why not keep me in the house? And the three of us now go after them. I'll be your shield. You know, they're not going to take you two out if I'm still in the house. Like great freaking point. Um, then he, uh, then he calls out Brittany and is like, you want to keep her? She's been making final twos all day. She's not going to help you win competitions. And just like the is that that's been like the parasite who's been attached to him the whole game, does whatever he wants, has thrown herself under the bus for him multiple times. Uh, and just... Stabs her in the back so hard. And yes, for those listening, Charles is doing the face right now. The ugly, shock, cry, stunned Britney face. Uh, it was glorious. It's what we all want to see on, on reality television. Um, uh, oh, he, he, And then he also talks about how Alyssa Taylor are actual jury threats because there are people in the jury who will vote for them. Whereas Britney... Is no threat at all. No one on the jury will vote for her. She will get dragged to the end. You two will be out first. Uh, He hit all the points. I mean, just don't give me your reaction.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying from earlier. I First off, I think he was a little too emotionally charged because he just loves this game so much. So like you could tell like that was just overflowing in that moment. Uh, So if he could have taken it down a couple notches, I think that would have probably been better uh, suited for his, you know, approach and to actually, um, you know, get his points across. But he was so on it. Like, I can't even imagine the drama and like speed and just overwhelming, you know, emotions from that moment to be able to like spew all those out uh, to each person and to break down each argument and and why he should stay and that he's good for their game. I, I thought it was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, Compare, compared to Alyssa's speech earlier in the night, which is basically like, mom, dad, I love you. Terrence, you've been great. Uh, Votes keep me, and sat down. <laughs> <laughs> the, just like the comparison to that, it just makes Michael look that much better. Uh, Michael is evicted on a three to zero vote. Um, and then just puts a cherry on top of the entire eviction episode. Fakes out the whole house by saying, look, I want to say one more thing, and then just bolts and just, like, doesn't give anyone time to say anything, to try and hug him, to try and explain it. He's just out of there. And that's the end of Michael uh, in the house. Uh, Charles, give me uh, – put a bow on the season for Michael for me. What do you think of his eviction?
1: Bye, Michael. That's my bow. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. I've wanted you gone for a long-ass time. I'm glad that you're off my TV screen now. I don't want to hear what you have to say in jury, but that's okay. Um. It's time, you know, you know, jokes aside, they had to get rid of Michael. And, you know, Turner said it, we had to open up first place because had he gotten to those final two chairs, there's no doubt in my mind that regardless of who had been sitting beside him, he would have gotten first place. And they have to think about that paper at the end of the day. And, you know, Brittany shock. And Michael, why would you say this about me at all? Like, Brittany, you're a fucking idiot. Like, you're not going to beat him. Would you rather have 750K or what's second place now? Uh, 50 or? I think, I think it's 50. I think it's yeah, 50. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's No, that's I think it's huge-
2: 75. Oh, it is 75. You're, yeah. Right. Yeah. you're right. That's a huge not fucking better.
1: difference. So it's like, okay, cool. You want to give someone else. Like, put someone else this far on the road to being a millionaire <laughs> and just take it up the ass and say, "Here you take first place. No, he had to go,
0: yeah, well, my favorite part of the whole eviction was how anti bitterger Michael was when he got to to the interview with Julie. Immediately, he didn't hold any grudges. He didn't hold any like pent up emotions. And he got evicted in a double. Like, he (sighs) didn't have a a three or four day span to come to terms with it and go through all the emotions. He had to go from a hundred, from like a hundred percent, like fight for my life to out the door. Immediately, he turned it off, was calm, cool, collected, like didn't blame them was like look it was the right shot I don't blame them like good on Taylor for voting me uh, along with them Uh, he was just like I feel so bad I I love Britney, but I had to take my shot like it it goes to show that it was purely game move it wasn't something like it it wasn't like a Terrence if Taylor had been on the block next to him just like probably would have savaged her just for personal reasons Uh, he really just played the game and when the game was over he was like all right, that was my game and it was uh, it was
2: fun to watch And I know we're not, we're talking about Sunday's episode, but Brittany actually comes around too, uh, in this episode and is like as upset as I was in the moment because of how, you know, he completely outed me. Like, I know we're going to be close outside the game.
0: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, my next point was Brittany's reaction, but we really got into that. So, um, that's really it for the double (laughs) eviction. It was... It was a uh, it was an entertaining one at, at that. So now that we have what is it our final five? It's Turner, it's Monty, Taylor, Brittany, and Alyssa. Uh, Dalton, who are you rooting for? I, I already know the answer. You're rooting for Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm okay. rooting for Taylor. Charles, who are you rooting Dude. for going forward?
1: Selfishly, because she's on my team, I have to say that I'm rooting for Brittany, even though I know it's <laughs> I love not gonna that. happen. <laughs> But I do have to say that I, I hate to say it because I know that he's on Daniel's team and um, but I, I'm rooting for Monty.
0: I like it. I like to hear that Monty would be my, I'm hoping it's a Monty Taylor final best of both worlds. And then we can bring on Taylor for the uh, post eviction interview and have uh, Gruskin interviewer. That'll be really interesting.
1: <laughs> Reunited. <laughs>
0: um, All right. Now my favorite portion of the show, just a little tidbit things. Anything else you guys want to bring up my little my favorite thing from the eviction episode? uh, I don't know if you all noticed it, but it like it might just be the producer in me that like these things are glaring to me. But when they when Julie starts the episode and she's talking about how like Michael's this competition threat and all like talking him up in the background, he's on the big screen asleep. Did you guys see that? No. You didn't notice? I was just like <laughs> – I went to I BB Twitter and I was like this had to have blown up all over. No one was talking about it. And I was like they're talking about Michael and he's asleep. Then by the end of that segment when they go back to the commercial, he's now awake. Or they're all – I think they were all napping, but it was just him that they were focused in on. So it was the most obvious. But but before they go to commercial on that same segment, they go back and show the house again. And everyone's doing like meditation poses but smirking which a hundred percent means that production as soon as they cut from the live feed went in the house was like everyone wake the hell up like you were just on live TV like you gotta make up for it so they all pretended that they were meditating I thought that was funny mm. um, I missed all that
1: um, yeah I didn't see that at all
0: well and then at the at the next segment after that they were doing like patty cake things in the background to show that they were active it was almost like production was like do something to show that you weren't asleep so
2: Oh my! Like, that sounds miserable.
0: Yeah, I had that, and I also had that. I liked that Turner uh, on the Sunday or Wednesday episode. Got to have like a five minute segment just talking about you know his history, uh, uh. growing up, being bisexual. And I like when they get to show like when house gets get to show a personal side and talk about something important uh-huh. to them. Um, I think it's important. Just show diversity in the show. Like that's half the reason for liking big brothers, Put a bunch of different people in the house, see them learn about each other, get to know each other, but then also backstab each other. So.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Totally agree with that. Also, the only thing that I had with this, I'm going to throw my conspiracy hat on for a second. Why now in the season, you know, after we, we had the whole scenario from last week, like why is this so strategically placed in a very pivotal moment in the season? The Turner stuff, yeah. Because it's so boring in
0: the house right now that they
2: gotta fill time on the show. So like, you think he came? He came out to Monty in the pool table scene like earlier. No, you know, I. Season? I don't know when that conversation
0: happened, but I can't even guarantee it's from this week because if you remember in the Sunday episode, it showed Brittany and um, Alyssa doing like a Zen meditation in the floaty room.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: That was from like three weeks ago. That was from oh. before Dyer fest when Terrence and Alyssa hurt their backs deadlifting with Monty. Joseph was still in the house, and Brittany like went and did meditation on them because they were getting ready for a like the wall competition or something. So like that was from weeks ago and they just needed filler for because nothing's really happening in the house right now. So Oh.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well that makes more sense though. Yeah.
0: You got any other tangents, Dalton?
2: I don't think so. I I will just say one other one other counter about Michael. I think, you know, he was on the block in week one. So even if he kind of wanted to take a you know, I, I totally agree that he overplayed and he won competitions he shouldn't have, but I feel like he was in a position from the get-go where he just had to win comps to move along because he was a little socially awkward. He wasn't cut in on, you know, gameplay conversations the first couple of weeks. Um, So I think he was in that position from the jump and then he just could never get out of it. But yeah, he did mention
0: that that he had to win competitions to get off the block and not become a block star. Um, But then he just, he said when he got to like five wins, he just was already too big a target. I, I don't know if I believe that. When he was at five wins, no one in the house was looking at him or even really talking about him. Like They were like, oh, yeah, he wins some. But it, it was not in the, like a threatened way. And so I think he could easily like, d- done what Monty's done all season, which was don't win anything after that. And now we'll see in this coming week Monty's going to win a few competitions and really step his game up. So uh, maybe would help his game, but still – as a fan, it's way more entertaining watching someone just go on a winning streak. So I appreciate it. The good television, uh, Charles, you got any, uh, wrap up points.
1: Uh, I actually have two, um, kind of questions this time. One, and I don't know if either, I feel as if we haven't talked about this yet. I kind of miss the times of big brother where the HOH just put their target on blast and said, hey, you are my target. And do you, do you both feel as if we've missed that the past couple of seasons with BBUS, especially this year? I feel as if everybody is just, oh no, you're safe with me, you're safe with me, you're safe with me. But again, I'm here for the drama. Of, and again, you know, I love Evil Dick. Um, but I mean, that's how we played the game. It was like, I fucking hate you. You're going home this week and I'm going to get rid of you. There, there was no bullshit about it. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, I, I completely missed that. West off, I feel like you had something. Uh... Oh, no, I, I totally have noticed
0: it. Um, my theory is that, like, you got to live in that house for a week. And if from day one, you're like, you're my target, that person not only is has extra days to plan, like, even if you think you're the target, you don't campaign as hard as if you know you're the target. Uh, and on top sure. of that, it makes the living situation in the house way more awkward intense if there's like a whole week of being like i'm going at you versus like no you're on the block but that other person's my target it just kind of makes it a more of a mellow environment to live in so that's my so it makes it I
1: more think. so it makes it more boring like the season that you say that we're currently <laughs> encountering
0: yeah that, that's true but so that's if fun. i were a house guest I'd, i would want less drama but as a viewer give me more yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, And then my point number two, and this is kind of a a little candid poke at my girl, Brittany. Do you think now that even though people don't fully know that she is a hypnotist, but now that she has a stronghold over Alyssa and allowing her to see broken vases and gloves and putting those pieces of that broken vase back together... How much is Brittany now going to influence Alyssa for the rest of the game?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even, I was about to start cracking up like halfway through that. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, my. God. that what a, what a twist that would be. Always expect the unexpected. That would be hilarious. Ex- expect the unexpected.
0: The second most useless player will hypnotize the most useless player to both do nothing.
1: I think, truthfully, while that segment was being aired, I had the face that Brittany had while Michael was, like, <laughs> throwing her under the bus. I was so confused and hurt because my eyes were forced to watch that and I yeah I had no fucking clue what was going on
0: I need to take that that Britney face and put it in like my uh often used gift folder or whatever just so I can I'm going to be using that all the time
2: oh for sure (laughs) that's going to go down um that's going to be one of those gifts that circulates for years for sure that's too good not to oh yeah but
0: all right, I think that does it for uh, this week. Uh, only a, two more episodes to go. I think uh, a week from Sunday is our last episode. So uh, we are getting close to the finale here, and then, uh, and then I don't know what I'll do. We're gonna have to find a new reality TV show to talk
1: yeah. about. So. We, we got to keep this going.
0: Seriously, our friend David Kane on Tennis Podcast is trying to get us to do a Real Housewives podcast. So. Uh, well, not sure I can get into that, but
2: um, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. I can get it,
1: I can get into the LA and Cali. Um, the others, I'm not a fan of. What about some below deck? I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh, are you serious? What I is never, it? Never is that
2: so? It's basically like uh, um, it's the
0: cruise ship one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, so it's like crews that work on like yachts that work on yachts, and there's like the drama of working with the guests and like the clientele are all these big rollers. So it's hilarious, but also they like, you know, hook up with each other. So more showmances. <laughs> no, we're going to do sequestered. It's the
0: YouTube big brother and it has zero showmances. So <laughs> sequestered. Yeah. You guys have definitely never heard of it, but
1: um, we could do this circle on Hulu, which I don't know if they're still producing that, but
2: Oh, that was good, like the... Oh, uh, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first two circle. seasons weren't bad, actually.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. yeah.
2: I can't... I don't know if I liked
0: The Circle or it was just, like, the beginning of COVID and so just, like, benching exactly. TV was just, like... No matter what it was, it was good. That's when that came <laughs> out. I forgot about that. That's hilarious, yeah. But shout-out Shuby. I love that guy on that
1: show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all
0: right well that that's enough of this for tonight so that's uh, (laughs) again one day i'll come up with like a wrap-up segment like grusky does on the pods but for me i'm just gonna say thanks for listening make sure to subscribe to us give us a like five star review dm us i'm sure dalton will get you on a pod if you uh if you ever dm us so uh but yeah thanks for listening and uh we will see you all next week thanks everyone